Welcome to the EQ Fit Podcast, where we talk all things performance, health, and fitness for the equestrian athlete. We hope you enjoy the show, and if you want more, follow us on social media at Proactivity EQ Fit. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. We are so excited and honored to sit down with Gilead Gil Friedman of Mental Athletics to talk about the importance of mindset training in the sport of equestrian to optimize team performance, um, both for the rider and through the rider, optimize performance of our horses. We know that um, the mental game aspect and mindset aspect of our sport is so critical, and we're just uh, so excited for all the nuggets, the, the wonderful gems that Gil shares with us today on how we can start to approach our mindset, sort of start to change the way we think about the game that we play within our sport um, and gives us some practical application that we can take home. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the EQ Fit Podcast. I'm Stephanie Gentili and I have my co-host Allie Hartman with me today. And today we'd like to welcome Gil Friedman of Mental Athletics. Gil Hi, is an morning. expert in the field. <laughs> good morning, Gil. Gil is an expert in the field as both a horse trainer and a mental trainer for equestrians. He helps riders fine tune their mental game for improved performance. And from what I understand, he's worked with several very accomplished riders and trainers. The mental side of the sport is something that's very important. It can easily be tricky to like hone in with, on that with consistent, consistency. So we brought in the expert in the field today, and we can't wait to pick Gil's brain. So without further ado, Gil, we'd like to welcome you and open the floor for you to introduce yourself, tell us your story and how you got into the equestrian world and how you started Mental Athletics. All right, cool. So first of all, good morning and thank you for inviting me for your podcast. I'm super excited and stoked to have a very interesting conversations about two fields that I find a lot in common. Um, so I'll start with introducing myself. Um, I'm a performance mindset coach and an NHA professional. I was born and raised in the United States, but in a very early age, I moved to the state of Israel. And pretty much my horse journey started there. You know, I was born and raised in this industry. I started riding when I was six years old. And the first time I walked into the show pen was at age of 11. When I finished high school, at 18 years old, I pretty much went to chase my dream, bought a plane ticket to United States of America and went back to the U.S. to become a professional horse trainer. And that's where my pro career started. I worked in the U.S. for a little over four years and for well-known trainers in the reigning industry and really got a great taste of, of the, the, the major league, you know, about how things happen and, and how the game is. Um, after my my few years period in the U.S., I came back to Israel and actually I took a break for a few years and, and went to study and took a, a, a different direction. But the love and hunger for living with horses, working with horses brought me back straight into opening my my own training business here in Israel. And I had I had a training business for quite a few years. And that pretty much opened the door for the for mental athletics, the mindset coaching program. You know, as a competitor, I was always aware um, as for 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 the mental aspect of our game, but I couldn't I couldn't put a finger on it. And as a professional, 
you know, as a professional horse trainer and a non-pro coach, I was pretty much playing with, with, you know, the mental aspect of preparing myself and my riders to, to, um, together us prepared to show, you know, myself and, and, and my riders, of course. And the thing was that in, in, in a certain point of, of, of my career, I was aware of the fact that there's no one around or not, I wasn't, wasn't very handy to, to find a sports psychologist or, or a mindset coach that knows the life of equestrians. I mean, there were great ones in football, basketball, baseball, but you know, the sport of equestrian is unique. And that opened the door for me to start creating a path that I understood that there was something missing in our sport that adding to it, to this great industry is something that is a must and we can all benefit from it. And here we are today, you know, talking about the mental aspect of this game. Awesome. Yeah. So with that, um, in choosing to go that route, was there like one certain moment that like really sparked that catalyst to, to realize that we need that mental preparation in our sport? Um, or did it just kind of come together gradually for you? Mm, that's a great question. I can say it was always there. And I'll tell you why. Um, I'm hearing impaired. I'm almost deaf. And as a young rider, my coaches were always pissed off at me that I didn't listen to them. Well, actually, I, I couldn't really hear them. But in a very early age, I understood that the most important coach is, is my mindset. And it was with me through the whole, through my whole career, my whole competitive and in, in, in training journey. So I can't say there was a pivotal moment, but I think that I became a non-pro coach. I could observe from, from the side the how the mental state of the rider can help them or hold them back from achieving their peak performance. And that was the way that I kind of started looking back to my personal journey, you know, as a youth rider and then as a as a as a, an assistant trainer in the US working for those great, great, you know, uh, uh trainers and and into my personal journey as a competitor and adding pieces by pieces, I could kind of see the the picture from the aspect of not necessarily how to to become a better rider but how to condition myself to become as as best right as as i can awesome self-made i love it <laughs> that's so cool yeah it's um your story is like so amazing to hear i um I had not even ever heard of like mental game or sports psychology until I wrote in college. And it was like the first time, it was the first time in my life I had really considered myself an athlete. Once I got to college and sort of was being expected to act like an athlete, it was the first time that I had access to a sports psychologist or anyone talking about my mental game. And I felt like it unlocked a new like competitor in me. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's cool. It's just like, seeing and hearing about what you've really realized all along and just refined a path to kind of accomplish it and help other people to accomplish it is so cool. And to your point, like so needed in our sport um, because it is unique. It is different. We have a whole, we have a whole teammate with a mind of its own that we can't verbally communicate with. We can't, you know, get on the same page by having a deep heart to heart. Um, but we can do so when we control our mind and thus like our body and our energy about ourselves. So um, tell us a little bit about kind of the mental athletics mindset and a little bit about kind of the role of mindset 
in the sport of equestrian in general in kind of your eyes? So I'll, I'll talk about two, two areas, I would say, that are coming together into what we do as, as competitive equestrians. First of all, I call it the chase. I mean, I, this, the equestrian sports is very unique in many ways. And one of the things that I find fascinating is that it's a very, very competitive field, but it's not only a professional field. I mean, we compete in a professional level for, for in a very competitive ethos, but also the non-pro aspect of equestrian sports is extremely developed and, 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 and interesting and, and competitive. The thing is that we all want to win. That's obvious. But when we come to a horse show, you come so many horses and all of us have this dream of winning the class and raising a trophy, getting a saddle, getting a buckle. That's perfect. But actually there's a, there's a, there's a thing that we all chase. Doesn't matter who we are, where we're from or what kind of horse we're riding. And the thing that we're chasing is peak performance. Each and one of us, when we leave for the horse show, we know what we can do. And that's that, that, that sweet spot, that's that place that we try to reach. I met riders that marked, I don't know, 68 and a half and won the class and weren't very proud. And, but I also met riders that marked a 72 and finished fifth place and were the proudest people in the fairground. So the thing that we're actually, all of us are chasing is peak performance. If we're reaching our peak performance at a certain horse show, we're happy. The truth is it doesn't really matter our placing anymore. But here's the thing. The way I approach peak performance, I believe that it sits on three unique aspects. Horse ability, rider's ability, and rider's mindset. Now, horse ability and rider's ability are quite easily seen. I mean, all three of us are from this world. We can stand behind a fence and watch a rider ride his horse and have an opinion about the horse and, and we can see how ex experienced a rider is more or less. However, rider's mindset is invisible. No one can really see or know what is happening in a rider's mindset while they're riding their horse. And many times we're not 100% aware of what is happening in our own mind when we're riding the horse in the competitive environment. I believe that rider's mindset has a direct effect on rider's ability and therefore a certain effect on horse ability. So what we pretty much do in mental athletics is condition ourselves to execute high level horsemanship is put our minds in the right place just to bring the best riding ability we can bring, hopefully helping our horse to be, you know, the best show horse that he can be at this specific time. So the first thing is peak performance, but let's talk about the sport. I want to ask you a question. Steph, what do you think? Um, equestrian sports, is it a team sport or an individual sport? Well, so I think, you know, the horse and the rider have to work together. So to me, like you're competing as an individual, but you have a partner with you. So um they kind of go hand in hand. Like you're, you're always setting your own goals. And, and typically the way I see it is like, I'm competing against myself. Um, it doesn't matter how many people are in that class, but my partner has to be right there in tune with me. So it's kind of a tricky, tricky answer there. That's as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what do you think, Allie? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I've always talked about it as like an individual sport, but, mm -hmm. um, 
but when we really think about it, you do have a teammate. We, because they can't tell us like what their goal is, or, you know, they're often sort of along for the ride. Um, I don't always think of it that way, but I do, you know, the more I'm listening to you guys, I think it is a team sport. Um, but I often, you know, will say that such an individual sport or individuals, we don't have that team atmosphere. So it's interesting. Absolutely. And, and both questions, both answers are, are, are the right ones. And that's the, 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 I would say the tricky part of our sport. There's no direct answer. So the thing, the, the way I approach it, I see equestrian sports as a team sport because we're always judged the rider and its horse. But the thing is that us riders, we live with an individual sport mindset. Here's the thing. We choose to live a competitive life. We choose to enjoy the thrill of victory, but at the same time, suffer from the agony of defeat. You know, we, we choose to be observed, judged, and evaluated on our riding abilities. And if that's not enough, every time we walk out of the show pen, there's a gentleman with a microphone telling our score out loud, making sure that everybody <laughs> in the fairground can hear how we did. Still, success, our success is always dependent on a horse executing their highest athletic abilities when it counts in the show pen. But we can agree on the fact that our horses have let's say, no clue that they're living a competitive life. My horse doesn't know what he scored or if he finished first or fifth, you know? Horses don't know the competition. They know the relationship. Now, I don't believe that the most talented rider wins the class. I, always, I also don't believe that the most talented horse wins the class either. Best teams do. And mm -hmm. one of the biggest... One of the biggest thing about, about the, the conditioning yourself from the mental aspect, aspect is, is handling the pressure. We must handle the pressure, the competitive pressure. We must handle the pressure for the team. We can't expect the horse to handle pressure. The opposite. We got to guard him from the, the pressure of the competition. And if we do a good job with that, usually teamwork is the outcome. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, I think um, it's, we don't, I have not thought about that until I was reading um, the bio that you sent over. And I think you say equestrian sports are like no other in the world. They seem like individual sports in which riders compete against each other, but they're actually team sports. All riders have a four-legged teammate. Successful performance totally depends on teamwork between horse and rider. And I think um, when I think about like my best, my peak performances or my best performances, and I look back, it's when I wasn't at all focused on the external. I was focused on the connection that I had with my horse and how can I better communicate and be more clear. I wasn't worried about anything else. Um, but it's hard to do. Like it's easier said <laughs> than done. Um, I never step up to, to the gate and think like, oh man, I'm going to be totally disconnected from my horse and get distracted by all the things I can't control. Um, so I'm a little curious, like what is, um, maybe, and this is, you know, a whole program. So there definitely, but like, what's the one maybe biggest misstep or mistake that you see people make that, that sort of loses that ability to be focused and connected to, to the teammate? Um, that's a good question. The truth is, I don't think that there's one big mistake or 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 fault that riders do. I think that the game 
challenge us and triggers us. And many times we're not aware of how the game is affecting our mindset. We're just taking an active part of it. We're playing the game, but but the game is controlling us and not necessarily us controlling our own game in the competitive environment, in the competitive zone. So there's no one is making mistakes, but I think that one of the biggest, um, uh, um, I would say, um, openings or the 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 kind of the the clashes when riders feel that they're mentally uh down or 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 not in the in, in the right mindset they want is usually when they lack awareness. I think the awareness is not about about what is only happening like in front of my eyes is how am I how am I aware am I aware of how am I playing this game? And and one of the, the first step of, of, of mental athletics in our program is not necessarily starting to talk about the deep levels of this unique competitor. No, actually, it's it's kind of exploring the game from a different perspective. It things that we're all aware of that sits in the back of our mind. But once we look at it in, in, in front of our eyes and we and we, we touch the pieces and see how am I playing this unique game? What are the parts? How they, what is affecting me positively or negatively? And how can I condition myself to overcome? Because in the end of the day, a horse is not just walking like into the show and showing a horse. It's a very long weekend of a little, really very little sleep. And, and it's always like, you know, the game is on from the first second you step into the fairground not when you walk into the show pen. so when you start playing the game from the first second you you hit the fairground usually by the time you walk into the show pen, you're conditioned and and you're in the right mindset to execute what you know what you do so with that um you know you can go in like go into your training every day you're riding your horse you have you have this game plan you have this great mindset you feel confident um and you go into that show with that with this that good mindset, you're focused, you're doing all the right things according to your schedule and that sort of thing. Um, but how do you help your athletes when they um, get there and then there's extraneous challenges? You know, maybe it's the timing, maybe it's, um, you know, a horse training issue. Like, uh, is that something that, you know, you delve into uh, to prepare somebody before you go into, the, before you hit those situations? Or is that something that... Um, you know, is just figured out by getting there and working through it type of thing. Yeah, first of all, that's a great question. So you 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 don't you don't hit hit the showground and, and and start playing the game. I always say, you know, I mean, we don't we don't um, competitive life is is a state of mind. Right now, we're all sitting in different places in the U.S. and we're talking about the horse show. If I ask you, when is the next time you're going to show your horse? You probably know the schedule, the exact date when you're leaving for the horse show. So I would say that that one of the most important things that we do is 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 the prep prep sessions prior to the show. Before we leave to the show, we try to to figure out our game, not necessarily how you're going to ride your horse. That's not my job. There's two things I never talk with my riders about: how they're going to ride their horse and how their horse needs to work underneath them. But we do set a game plan for how mentally to prepare myself to 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 play my own game one of the one of the most important factors of being at your best is understanding that you are a, a unique player 
you're different than the person next to you and the person on the other side. You have a different horse. You have a different nature. And as much as you stay close to your, your, your uniqueness and you become aware of how you're playing this, this game, so the chances of you being in the right mindset, in the optimal mindset, are higher. But here's the thing. At a competitive environment, at the horse show, you always have challenges. You're always triggered. And Absolutely. this is the unique part of what we do because most of us don't never experience the reality to work with a mindset coach at the horse show. And, and when you experience this, 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 let's say, mental downfall that this, this, this specific rider went through, so most of us been there and we didn't have no one to talk about with it. You know, like to, 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 to no one to talk with it like with him about what we're going through. And that's my job. My job is to be with riders, you know, along the, the journey of the show and every day talk about the happening. You know, you put things on the table, you talk about them and things that sometimes feel very, very big once you talk about it and process it and understand how you want to approach it, minimize are, are within your hand, your control to, to overcome them. Such an asset I think about my husband's horse trainer and I think about um, just the asset to have someone, you know, like a, a no professional sports team just has a head coach, right? Like that, the trainer, the horse trainer, they have this whole arsenal of people there to help that team succeed. And so when I think about and I think about the reality of a horse trainer at a horse show and they've got a million people, they've got a million things, they're trying to get the horse prepared you know, they're, they're focused on those first two things and it's almost unrealistic and unreasonable to expect that one, the horse trainer has, unless they've sought it out, they don't have formal training in this side of things. Um, and two, they really in the moment, like on game day, don't have the time to work through it with a person. So I just think it's brilliant to have somebody else that's a little bit sort of almost removed from the other two pieces, the horse's ability and the rider's ability in that moment that, um, someone can talk through and work through this is what's happening. And um, so it's a it's really fascinating and I think really, really brilliant. Why you do you think why do you think, Gil, that this is such a novel thing or a new thing in the sport of equestrian? Like why hasn't this caught on? Like it obviously has in other major sports, football, basketball, every Olympian, you know, you hear talks about practicing their mental game skills and investing time, but why isn't it like a big deal in equestrian? And do you think that's changing? Is it, is it catching on? Mm, so why is it a new thing? Um, I don't have an answer for that. You know, the truth is uh, I asked myself when I was a, a full-time horse trainer and non-pro coach, how come there's no mindset coach who call him that knows how to, how to, to live this life of, of a, an equestrian rider? Um, and maybe that was meant to be because that's the the step I went forward. And I was aware when I started this journey. So, you know, I mean, you're still with the hat of a horse trainer and you talk to people and, and people look at you like, yeah, what you're talking about? And and slowly but surely, you know, I mean, I was committed to it and and I saw the importance. And is it gonna catch? First of all, it is catching, it is happening. You know, and, and I feel fortunate that 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 I'm I'm a big part of it. Um, but the reason it's gonna catch and it's and it's happening because it creates a win-win situation. I think that 
strong mindset is not only good for the rider, but it's also good for the horse. I think that every time that we're in a, in a, in a peak state with our mindset, so usually we approach our horses, we ride our horses to our best abilities. And opposed to times that we are not in the best mindset, we're under pressure, we're stressed, we're anxious. And many times our horses pay the price for that. So one of the reasons I stepped into this world and see it as my, my life goal is creating a win-win situation. A strong rider creates a happy horse, creates success. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's worth it every moment of it. That's Absolutely. brilliant. Yeah, I think of that, you know, we've all probably sat and watched and seen a competitor that comes in and makes a mistake that arguably could be the competitor's mistake. And then you watch them leave the pen and they're jamming on their horse and, you know, kind of taking out that emotion on their horse versus um, if they're kind of in control of their mindset and their emotion, they may be able to objectively look at that and say, hey, we're a team and we made a mistake as a team um, and let's let's do better next time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, I think there's been plenty of times where you can see um, a rider's nerves being translated into that horse and then that horse just becomes apparently flustered. Um, But likewise, like I've been in situations where I'm on a young horse and I'm like, I have to stop myself, take a deep breath and relax. And I feel my horse underneath me just take that same deep breath and like channel my energy. And and it reminds me of how important that that component is. Um, So with that, what would you say is like a top piece of advice or a tactic that um, you teach you teach to your students um, or that our listeners could benefit in regards to just one piece of like that mental mindset game of how to improve their skills? Um, very interesting. So a specific a specific um, I would say tool or or technique. Look, I, let's let's talk about a challenge. Okay. I think okay. I think one of the, the biggest challenge I told you that you asked me what are the faults we fall into? And I told you we 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 fall in traps. Okay. We don't make necessarily mistakes that we come with from home with. It's more that the game is challenging us. And the competitive environment, one of the biggest challenges that we deal with are the publicity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, sometimes we have more people watching us ride when we practice at night ride than when we actually walk into the show and to show our horse the, day, the following day. And I think that, that the publicity of the environment triggers us, triggers us to think as an individual and not necessarily as a team. What does it mean? It means that when I'm riding that night ride, my horse, my goal is not necessarily to impress my my wishes my i would say needs are to impress the observers i want those people up in the stands if they see me ride they say hey he's a good rider he's got a good horse i mean and respect what i do i think that's a feeling that we all uh, um, mutually experience when we walk into that arena for a night ride but when we think about when we're chasing this this respect, this 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 stats, many times we fall in the trap of impressing the observers and not necessarily preparing the team. Mm. So I call it okay. to practice ugly. And practice ugly is the core, one of the cores of my program. 
practice ugly is means that it's a weakness oriented approach says that there's only one place that is remembered and that in the show pen but but the, most of the time they're riding a horse is actually preparing for the show i mean all those practice sessions and paid warm-ups and and night rides and we're preparing for that short period of time those two three four minutes into show pen but we can ride for hours prior to that you know and practice suddenly means as much as I can improve my weaknesses, add that to my strength, and I say my, I mean myself and my horse, obviously, the chances to succeed are higher. The trigger in the practice ugly aspect says that sometimes I might ride in a way that is will, will expose my weaknesses in the public environment. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's true mental toughness. When riders, when, when we talk at the horse show, then one of our questions is, do you practice ugly? Or they come to you and say, Gil, I practice ugly means that I was comfortable of exposing myself in the public environment to show my weaknesses because I had to work on them now when I'm preparing to show in over to, you know, adjust myself and prepare my horse and myself to optimally prepare to show. I like that. Um, It makes me relate to the training side of things. My husband's a trainer as well. And it makes me think of like, if you watch um, at any given show, but you watch those night rides, especially when it's the trainers out there. I mean, there's horses running into things, leaning, like stopping, you know, you see them just put their hand down and see what happens and let that horse do whatever it is they need to do so that they can then correct it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, my husband's philosophy is like, let them do what they what they're going to do you have to give them that chance to make the mistake before you're trying to correct it before it even happens so I think it's kind of cool because I think uh that concept is easy for me to think about for the horse but it's not as always always as easy for us to think about as a rider because we want to have that presence where we want to look like we know what we're doing um the whole time we don't want it to look like a disaster out there but you think back and, and there's been plenty of uh, professionals or, or people that I watch warm up and you're like, oh boy. And then, next <laughs> thing you know, they go out there and lay down a great run and, and exactly. when they so it's a, exactly. that's a cool relationship there. Yeah. Many times we believe that the, the happening is the night ride, but the truth is nobody remembers what happened to prep session. Everybody remembers what you did in the show pen. And yeah. that's the scale, you know. Sometimes we look good at the show at, at the at the practice session, and we're we're ignoring or 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 um, you know trying to to expose our strength. And by the time we go show, it's not necessarily we're not necessarily conditioned. But many times in that practice practice period, we're we're practicing ugly and committed to prepare ourselves on a horse. Remember, there's it's it's two individuals that live in two unique and different mindsets right like the rider and the horse need to work as a team but there's totally two different brains and 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 the thing is that one of the we we grew up in a world that the horse needs to kind of work for us and that's the truth you know they have to respect and they have to be in the obedient in a certain way but in the way that i see it mental toughness is that and look when we ride the horse, let's say an hour a day, they work for us. All the rest 23 hours each day, we work very hard for them, you know, making sure that they're they're living in well-being. But actually, the thing is that even also when we go ride, the more we we're conditioned ourselves to 
to understand the horse, it's it's a reflection of mental toughness. It means that I'm not not letting my ego lead me in this competitive environment, and 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 more think about how to connect with my horse and do whatever is needed to prepare myself to show. The less competitive I am, the closer I am to my horse, the chances to succeed are higher. Yes, love that. What else do we have? So um, kind of jumping gears here uh, and relating uh, the mental side of the game back to the physical side of the game with what we do with our program. Um, do you see an interplay between that mental and physical preparation? And uh, if so, what is it? And how do you see that play out? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's what, what the, the the mental part and the physical part go together. I think that the the goal is it's very very simple. It's conditioning the 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 competitor to be in the best form, the best shape to 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 live this life. First of all, you know, put aside the horse show to go to to I don't know five or fifteen horses a year, but it's a it's 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 a life. You know, it's a journey. But I think that mo- both the the physical aspect and the mental aspect, they 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 have a, a a higher goal than just conditioning ourselves. That's the outcome, and the goal is well-being. I think that that to be in a good physical state, usually you're you're in well-being. The same thing, and uh, and reaching a, a strong mental state. You're not necessarily chasing success. We all want to win. We all want to re- make the finals or or become a million dollar rider and reach success or step up levels. There's no argument about that. But but the true the true um, game is towards well being. Because when 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 an athlete when a competitor is in well being, good things happen. When we don't reach that well-being because we're not in a good mental state or not in a good physical shape, so and many times it's it's doesn't matter how hard we work, how much we want it, we we feel that it's missed, and that's that's why those two things are so important because first they, they help you achieve well-being, and and if you and if you reach that well-being, success comes. Then you come to that horse show and you're conditioned to be the highest form of yourself. You 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 feel good. You you think good, and 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 you're there to be to be exposed and to be present in that moment. Absolutely, and I think that's something that again we easily can like fulfill that for our horses. Like it's really easy for a customer or a trainer to make sure that the horse's well-being is totally taken care of. We make sure that that vet is out, the farrier's out. They're on the best diet. All these things are are checked and in line. Um, and then I think sometimes that's where it slips away as, as athletes for us as the equestrian rider that, um, you know, are we doing our part to uh, fulfill our, our physical uh, strength gains, our mental gains, uh, that sort of thing. It's easy for us to, to make sure the horse is totally taken care of, but sometimes we have to step back and look at the whole picture if we are competing together as a team. So I think that kind of highlights that pretty well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, I think, and this is, and this is, this is what we do here. I mean, both uh, EQ Fit and Mental Athletics. I think they go hand hand to hand with that, because we think about the rider, you know. Yeah. And I think that from both 
two aspects. They say, hey, guys, I mean, the, the, the rider and the horse are, are both important working together. And like you said, I mean, we put so much attention in our horses and our rider and us as riders, we're like, I won't say left behind, but, but the attention <laughs> is not on us. And, and many times, I think the non-pros feel it or young open trainers feel that, that the horse is ready, but I wasn't there to take it. And I think both, both EQ fit and, and mental athletics, we, we help those riders condition themselves to a place that, that, that's the, that's the life they want to live. That's, that's a place it's, it's, it's creates, uh, like I said, it creates well-being and well-being prior to success, you know, and, and, and a rider when is in, in well-being, Success comes. Doesn't matter if it's next week, next month, next year, or ten years from now. You're enjoying every moment of this life, and and I think this is the 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 unique thing that that will bring you into this into this world. I totally agree. I feel like you know we'll kind of say all the time, like if you can't do it out of the saddle, if you don't have the motor control or the strength or coordination to you know hold your posture in a certain way out of the saddle, then there's no way when you're on your horse and thinking about 3 million things and have that pressure on you that you're going to be able to do that, what your trainer is asking of you. And I think the same is true of the mental game side. Like if you don't have that um, skill built before we even set foot in the saddle um, or definitely before we get to a horse show, then there's no way to expect that when you step in the arena, that, that it's going to be there. And so I love that idea of one, it's all interconnected, but two, it all roots back to building and investing in our well-being. Because if we that's have true. that first, um, then we can carry it into our sport. So that's awesome. Gil, what did we miss? Did is there anything that we didn't capture today or that we didn't touch on that you think would be important for our listeners to hear? Of course, before we get to it, we want you to share at the end a little bit of how to find you and how to get connected with your programs and your social media, but anything that we missed um before that i think that the if we did we miss anything i don't know i think that was very interesting first of all i mean i think we touched very important parts i think that it's it, it we, we gotta there's something about about the mental aspect that is is untalked okay mm. and i think that one of the things that we try to do today is not necessarily only work as much, much as much rather as we can. That's our goal, but it's also to expose and to learn. And I think that one of the things that we didn't talk about today is about that competitive life is not necessarily about winning or losing. I never met a rider that never lost a game or never lost a, 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 a show or a class or whatever. We all, we all, we all, lose it in one point or another and we are, hopefully we all win in one point or another but i think that one of the biggest um uh, or the importance aspects of what we're doing here is the progressive approach is allowing yourself to to learn something each and every day and to expose yourself by by we we bring ourselves outside our comfort zone all the time in this life you know as as equestrian riders and, and as competitors, but it's also about learning. As much as you're open to learn new things, it could be to become a, a better rider, it to become a better horseman. And it's also, of course, to, to be in a, in a better physical shape, to, to learn how to take care of your body and how to take care of your mind. So the learning comes together into, into the living we wish. And, and I always tell to our riders, it's not necessarily 
about chasing that score, chasing that dream, because we we have we have those dreams. You know, it's part of us. We, we live with them. We live through them. But it's but it's changing our perspective to a learning process. And once you see it as a learning process, there's no good or bad. It's all stacks up to to being more knowledge and more aware and more confident and more open to to make mistakes, regain, refocus, and go back at it again. So that's that's a very important thing that we didn't bring up. That the idea of a progressive a progressive mindset, a progressive approach. Say doesn't matter if I if I you know go up the levels this year or next year. What does it matter? It matters that am I am I today that much better than yesterday? You know, there's a there's a great uh, uh, a Polish trainer um, that works in, in Europe that she she has this motto on Facebook that I love that she said, like, chasing that 1%. And every every post on, on Facebook, she's like, we're chasing that 1%. She's a great competitor with great non-pros, and the motto is chasing that 1%. So that's something that that I took from her, you know, into, into my approach. And we're just chasing that 1%, you know, learning and, and becoming a better version of ourselves one day at a time. That's a great point. I think it's so important to, I always use the term, enjoy the grind. Um, so like Absolutely. we decide to, we decide to, you know, start working out or we decide to start working on our mental game and we're not going to pick up that weight and magically be fit or have one visual visualization session and totally know, feel confident and ready to go in the show pen. But um, enjoying the process of making our into that better equestrian athlete, uh, I think is so important. And it just, uh, I think it builds confidence along the way. And then that confidence translates into our equine partner. So I think it's uh, really cool to step back and, and look at it in that broad spectrum of all the different parts that go into it and every little piece day by day to make mm -hmm. us better each day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. It's awesome. Yeah, it's building blocks. It's one step at a time. Um, and I think too, like realizing that no growth is linear, you know, people get really down on themselves, especially in the fitness side of it, you know, you make a progress and then a season of life happens and you feel like you regress. But, um, you know, I like to use like the mount it's peaks and valleys. As long as your trajectory over time, you're generally trending upwards. Um, then that is still success. So that's awesome. I think um, this has been an amazing conversation and I uh, really appreciate your time, Gil. Um, but I want to end with making sure that people know how to get connected with you, get connected with Mental Athletics. We'll make sure the website, um, it's mental-athletics.com is linked in the show notes as well as your social media. I know it's uh, at mental underscore athletics on Instagram, but any other ways um, that, that our you know community can get connected with you, learn more about what you're doing and what you're offering. Um, please go ahead and share that with us now. Yeah. So first of all, um, you're welcome to, to, to jump into our website and we keep a monthly blog, you know, there we, I share my thoughts and ideas and approaches and techniques just to, to 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 expose it and like i said it's a learning process and uh and i want to show as many people as I, as I can we have our facebook page that the facebook page uh, i mean I, I i highly recommend because the facebook page i'm not very good in facebook but i use it as a platform to inspire and my goal is to take the daily life the daily work and and to inspire riders to 
to to think from a fresh perspective and so you you're welcome to 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 like and 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 follow our facebook page on mental aesthetics um and yeah and actually i'm very excited i mean very very soon i think hopefully by the beginning of march we're coming up with our online digital course that is that is something fresh something new that is the peak performance mindset online course that people will be could you know take take this course and and you know broaden their thinking and and really learn and be exposed to cool things and the most important thing is is make that step you know send that email text that text message pick up the phone and call i think that in eq eq fit is is very similar you know sometimes you got to you got to press the button and go for it and and i highly recommend you know i think that we we, we try to 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 get as many people as we can and obviously i work one on one with with any person that i'm fortunate to work with and everything is based online based on zoom all our our training sessions and and working at the horse shows are long distance i make it to the us a few times a year and work i'm fortunate to meet my riders and work with them live and yeah i think that's that's pretty much it enjoy your being enjoy this life i think we're all fortunate and we're trying to to do something good to this world and bring something new and i think that each and one of the the people that choose to live this lifestyle of competitive questions and questions in general is a fortunate human being so that's could not that. agree more yeah we yeah. sometimes forget how fortunate we are to just call ourselves a questions right to like have the mm-hmm. means and the freedom to be able to engage in this sport um and so that's awesome and i personally am excited about that digital course um i yeah definitely uh plan to sign up so looking forward to it really appreciate your time gil steph anything anything else before we close it out for today I think that wraps everything up. What a great talk. Uh, we really appreciate having you. So thanks again for coming on today. Appreciate you um, inviting me here. You know, that was fun. Great meeting you. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feedback, comments. So send us a message on social media at ProactivityEQFit, and we'll look forward to hearing from you. We'll see you next time.